0: You are listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. You can find us at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening. joined us. Uh, we are at this is the third message in our new message series and if you walked in I don't know whether you noticed or not but on the wee board it gives you a little bit of a snippet as to what the message is about so we're speaking about traveling through transition and in each message series our habit is to always talk about just briefly what we have talked through so that you can connect with where we're going on the the day that the, the new message is happening so I want to give you the brief introduction so you and I are personally currently in transition aren't we we're coming out of this we think are we are we in what's happening with the pandemic masks on masks off distance this distance that you're a close contact you're not a close contact potentially this is one of the greatest times of transition that the world has seen because we have never been so connected together. So we know what's going on in a moment's notice in other parts of the world. We're so aware of the changes in different nations, and it truly has been a season of shaking. Would you agree with that? Everything that can be shaken, I would love to say has been shaken, but it seems like the shaking is still continuing. And that's individually, corporately, nationally, and globally. So this message series is designed to give you tools of understanding, in the light of revelation so that you're more able to travel through transition that bit better equipped from the wilderness of our current circumstances to the abundance of the promised land that's uh, i'm excited about that i might be on my own so let me define transition for you dictionary defines it as the process of a period of changing from one state or place or condition to another Psalm 84, five to seven says, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, who set his heart on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, and Baca means weeping, they make it a spring, and the rain also covers it with pools, they go from strength to strength, each one appears before God in Zion, so we can assume that this transition and where we've been has just weakened us, that's not our inheritance scripturally what happens with us when we're following after god is that every circumstance depending on our choice to obey yes miss Claire, our choice to obey whether we get stronger or we are weakened by it so i want to talk a little bit about god's timing for transition <clears throat> often it offends the mind and offends the natural man so we talk about that we have a soul which is your mind will and emotions You have a body which is blood, flesh, and bone, and your spirit where God speaks to you and resides in you is wisdom, communion, and conscience. That's why we're told not to lean on our own understanding because often when God asks you to do something, you go, nope, because it doesn't make sense. Anybody else had that experience? Just me? definitely had that one I gave testimony about our journey up here and if you want to hear that you can get that on the website but our journey up here was marked by it was time to move and everything else was against us in fact the bank the bank did say the words you can't afford the mortgage that you already have sir and I said oh right got off the phone and thought I definitely heard God and we were still able to move Joshua 3 15 to 16 says, now the Jordan is in full flood all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing and it piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam. The point being that God tends to wait for everything to look lost before he shows up or he tends to wait and asks us to move at the time when it seems from our point of view the worst possible situation that we could be in. Why does he do that? I think one of the reasons is because it becomes not about us and becomes about him. Shows himself strong in the middle of our weakness. So, we've got to abandon our expectations and increase our expectancy as conditions along the path of transition are often adverse. Would that be your experience? Most of the times when you're moving from one place or one state to another, it's not easy. And yet we often are shocked by that when that's the reality of it. So to come to our promised land, we've gotta travel through restriction. And I used the example of a natural birth. Now I'm a man, I have no qualification to talk about birth at all. In fact, I could just see you going, oh, where's he going with this? So in a natural birth, the baby's gotta go through from the womb to the birth canal, leaving the security and warmth of the womb, okay? we've got to submit to god and leave behind our whims. go through places of restriction and difficulty to get to a bigger and better and freer place to be and we've got to first have our minds renewed that's how we can even tell if it's god so we hold our thoughts captive which gives us liberty from any victim thinking like, why me? Anybody asked in here, why me? Why does it keep happening to me? Why does it not just get any easier? Because that's just the way it is, and God wants to build resilience into you that you become the type of people that can do what he's asking you to do. We prioritize his presence in both the word of God and the spirit and we can get through. And once our heads, our minds are delivered, the rest will follow. The worst thing that can happen is a breach birth when our feet can be in the promised land and our heads are still back in our womb mentality. And then last week we talked about the importance of knowing and understanding where we are. Unless you and I know where we are, we can't make any progress. When someone asks you, how are you? And you say, oh, it's just fantastic. And literally you've been in the loo two minutes ago going, <laughs> oh, I just hate my life. It's just around. As you walk out going, hi, everyone. Yes, everything's great. My marriage is fantastic. We've got enough money just to do everything. It's wonderful. Until we go, no, everything's not great. And I'm struggling, actually. There can't actually be a place of change or growth because you've got to admit where you are. So we have to be honest, if we're struggling in transition or we're struggling in the shaking, it all changes the minute we go, I'm struggling and I need some help. When we know where we are by revelation of the Spirit of God, remember we walk by faith and not by sight, we can know the right time and procedure for every matter, as it talks about in Ecclesiastes. We must be like those men from Issachar who understood the times and the seasons as to what to do. We become a people then who understand the times and what to do, who know the right times and the procedures. And transformation is the key to understand what God is doing and wants us to do. We talked a bit about trust, that we all have trust. It's about where we place it. Like, I trust my alarm clock. I trust that it's going to go off in the morning. I trust that, uh, that the seasons are going to happen. I trust it when I turn the ignition on my car. And how many times in your life have you turned the ignition on your car and you go, What? 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 And then because you, you just trust it. You trust that when you're going to turn the key, it's going to go on, don't we? Judged by the fact that when it doesn't, we're going, This is ridiculous. I can't understand why it's not working for me. I put my trust in my job that they're going to pay me at the end of the month. I put my trust in electrical switches. That a I'm not gonna be killed, and b that when I flip it on, that the lights are gonna come on. So we exercise trust all the time. So to trust in the Lord with all our hearts is gonna be a choice that you and I have to make. God knows that the only way for you and I to live life in all its fullness, to access His good and pleasing and perfect will, to see His plans that are prosperous, that are gonna give us hope in a future, is to place our trust in Him. And let's be honest. I don't really like doing it. Do you find him easy to trust? He comes up and says, how about you go right now? And you're like, there is traffic traveling at 80 miles an hour, and you're asking me to cross the road at this point in time, and that's the most opportune moment for me. Everything in me knows that I'm going to die. God goes, just trust me. How do you find working with a God like that? It's a wee bit of a challenge, isn't it? Sometimes it might cause you to say words that you would never utter when you're standing here. But he is worth trusting. And when we step into the Jordan in full flood, tends to stop flowing, tends to become a testimony to others that God is who he says he is. So you're caught up, briefly, but you're caught up. Today I want to speak to you about the battles that surround transition. Have you noticed, I've already asked you this, but have you noticed that when you're moving from one place to another, even when you're moving jobs or you're moving house, or you're becoming a parent i mean you expect the instagram life don't you oh it's just the joy oh it's such a blessing to be woken up 83 times in the night and to only have three hours sleep and to make a bottle and burn your hands on what you thought was the handle and actually was just a flow of boiling water it is a challenge and it is difficult but it is worth it is it not transitions about movement and taking ground or losing ground because transition can also be forwards or it can be backwards we can transition from a step from what is good to a worse one but the kind of transition we want to focus on is movement from one place to another in response to seeking after the kingdom of God Matthew six thirty-three, and we must remember that we have an enemy and the enemy does not give ground easily. So if you're going to go after God, you tend to find it all hell bricks When you ask the question, why is this happening? It's because you're opposed. Any movement towards us achieving our destiny and becoming like Jesus Christ, fulfilling the purpose we were created for, attracts attention. You've witnessed to that? Because King Herod feared losing his own kingdom, he gave the command to kill all male children under the age of two years old. And in Matthew 2:16, it says, when Herod realized that he'd been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and in its vicinity who were two years old and younger, in accordance with the time he'd learned from the Magi. Herod was the puppet, but there was also a puppet master. So you and I have to live in the reality that there is a spiritual world and a spiritual reality beyond the physical. And if we don't, we just start to get offended by those that the enemy would use. We must remember this, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, as Jesus modeled on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they were doing. So if you and I could take that, even if you take that this morning, with those people that are hassling you and when you're trying to get something done and you believe it's a good and a godly thing and it all seems to be going wrong and there's a face to the opposition, why don't you try uttering what Jesus said and God forgive them. I don't really think that they understand what they're doing and I'll keep you free too. We forgive those who hurt and harm us, including ourselves, made any bad choices. And therefore, we don't give the enemy a foothold. And opposition comes because we're feared. If you have eyes to see that there's an inverse encouragement in the process of transition, it'll bless you. So if you hear God quite clearly, or you just, and I mean by hearing God, you're going as well, I really think that this is what I should do. And then opposition comes. It wouldn't be wrong of you to go... I'm on the right track. What do you think? Am I crazy? God's activity always has opposition, but He's not afraid of the battles. We are, really, if we're being honest. I don't like them. I have to wrestle my soul down and talk to myself and go, Colin, it's going to be all right. You've been here before. Might have a wee freak out for a minute. Lose a love and trust can go, Colin, settle yourself and a breathe in and I'm okay. And we can get it done. But let's be honest. It's difficult. God's not afraid. He uses the sovereignty of those circumstances to mature us, builds resilience in us, and causes there to be a testimony of his activity in our lives. The enemy is also God's most reluctant servant. Now that can be hard to hear, but the enemy killed Jesus, did he not? And in that activity facilitated the opportunity for the sins of the entire world forever to be forgiven. So you've an enemy, do you agree? It's the first step. If you've an enemy, you don't need to be afraid of him. You just know how to deal with him. If the Lord allows the enemy to overcome you and you're doing everything that you should do, I would, I would not enjoy it, but I would get excited as to what's coming. Because when God let the enemy kill Jesus, he sorted everything out. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind, of sound judgment and personal discipline, which results in a calm, well-balanced mind and in self-control. So there's battles within and there's battles without, aren't there? So when you find that there's some hassle coming at you, say someone comes and accuses you of something that you've never done. I remember my license came up for renewal, my driving license. And uh, when I sent it away, about three weeks later, it came back with a court conviction in Downpatrick Court and I uh, think about six penalty points. I was staring at it going, did I? Was I? And then I had vague memories of being in court. And I was going, I was... N- I was never in court. I, 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 but I, what? And then it rang, and I said, uh, So uh, this came back uh, with a criminal conviction, three penalty points. And they're like, Oh, great, sorry about that. Just send it in and we'll get it sorted. But whenever accusation like that comes, you tend to start to second guess yourself, don't you? I'm guilty I'm guilty of being found out. That said, I'm a criminal. I've always felt like a criminal. You know, whenever you're going through customs, how many of you, whenever you're going through customs, feel like a Cuban dr- drug lord? Is it just me? You're just like, it's going to be all right. What if there's something in the lining and they the feel around? You're like, and then I think, Colin, you're not a Cuban drug dealer. You know, the worst thing that you've ever smuggled is probably some chocolate or something ridiculous like that. Don't tell customs but we tend to let the battles without start to affect and bring about battles within. We experience financial difficulty externally, and internally we feel poor, unwanted, rejected, unsuccessful, that the circumstances are never going to get better, and it's just awful, and it's just, that's the way it is. Jesus came and told us that that can all be flipped around. He said that what is external can actually be affected from what is internally within you when you know and love him and you've said will you come in and live in me he said that what is within us because of his presence would burst out and affect what is external to us whoever believes in me he said as scriptures has said rivers of living water will flow from within them what if you're brought into the most horrendous circumstances because you're actually exactly what they need. And if you were to go, oh God, here we we'll go again, and you get to throw in a little bit, or your very presence, the presence of Jesus Christ within you, starts to affect that circumstance. And what was present externally is affected by what is living internally within you. Jesus said, in that way, don't overcome don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So is it wrong that we should have an expectancy as believers that when we walk into circumstances, things should change? Not in some cocky, arrogant, we've got it. Well, we do have it, and they may not. But not in a way that we get to keep it. You should really be affected by what is present in me in a really good way. And sometimes people will just go, I, just, I like it when you're around. It just feels safer. It's not because of you it's because of who you carry the external battles will bring up internal battles don't panic that can absolutely be overcome so that the rule and the reign of the king can overflow from within and subdue and overcome the battles around how would you like that i don't think that's that far away i think the choice that we have to make is i'm going to trust you just flip the light on turn the ignition on the car Set your alarm clock. Put the cooker on and make some dinner. And then you and I can say with the psalmist, "A thousand might fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come near you." We're going to the other side. This is Mark four thirty-five to forty-one. If you have your Bibles, whatever way you have them, feel free to read along. So it's Mark he doesn't lie; he always tells the truth. And you and I have to decide whether we're going to yield ourselves to what he says or to the circumstances that seek to overcome us. Like when the bank says, sir, you can't afford the mortgage you, can ha- you have at the minute. I have a choice to go, you're right. I'm just a wee 30-year-old boy who doesn't really know what he's talking about. Or go, no, 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 no. I've paid my mortgage. I can afford it. And can you relook at your sums for me, please? And here's what they said. No problem, Mr. Woodward, you can port your mortgage. And then they said, we're very sorry that you could only port it once. You can port it as many times as you would like to. Hello? Sometimes a no's not a no, isn't that right? So Jesus is in the boat, and that's the only reason that we're going on the journey. And my last point is that the process of transition, of moving from one place to another, revealed the extent of who Jesus Christ is to the disciples. And before that, they didn't really get it. And it's the same with you and I. So rather than fear the battles that surround every transition, let's allow God to grow us up through them and reveal to us more of who he really is. Could I ask you to stand with me? Because I'm going to ask you to respond. So every time that we have a message, we uh, witness in the Bible that Jesus always proclaimed and then he demonstrated, so we wanna do the same thing. So every time that there's a message, we always ask for a response. And normally the majority here respond, it's the minority that don't, but you're at your liberty to stay where you are or to come forwards, but I want to encourage you to do that. So here's some questions to help you to respond. Are you experiencing difficulty that comes or battles that come from the process of transition and then secondly do you want the presence of God within you to affect the difficulty that surrounds you rather than the old pattern of the other way around and then finally do you want to learn to trust God more when he says we're going to the other side if you can answer yes to any of those questions or you would just like to make your response You have been listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. Remember to check us out at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk and have a great week.